Well, I want to do something um, with y'all this morning. I am all about experientials. For those of you who know me and who have been through some of my women's classes, I am all about experientials because that's one thing that I connect to. When I have an experience with something, man, that thing, that sticks with me. And so I want to do a couple of experientials with you this morning. Is that okay? All right. So I want you to just, everybody to just um, close your eyes, put your pencils down, put your pins down, close your eyes. Try to get as still and as quiet as you can. And I want you to take a deep breath. I want you to inhale through your nose. And hold it for a couple of seconds. And then release it slowly through your mouth. Exhale. One more time. Inhale. Breathe in through your nose. Deeply. Hold it for a couple of seconds. Now exhale through your mouth slowly. And when you're done, you can open your eyes. How was that experience for you? Mixture? Was it fairly easy? Was it smooth and controlled for some of you? Were there difficulties? Did some of you have a hard time? Did you struggle with maybe the inhale or maybe the exhale? Just think about that for a minute. Um, The reason I asked you to do this is because, of course, this is the exhale conference, and this is kind of how all this came to be. I was sharing my experience with one of my friends, Tina Venable. She's going to actually be doing um, one of the breakout sessions. And so I was sharing with her what what I had been going through this last year, and um, and I, I was telling, and she said, we should name this conference Exhale Conference. And I was like, you are so right. <laughs> and so it was so fitting that um, that the Exhale Conference was called that. But, you know, last year, um, um, the reason I asked you to do this was um, last year I was having some difficulties um, processing some reoccurring emotional upheaval. Have you ever had that? It just seemed like it was the same thing over and over again. And um, and I was just struggling to um, to navigate through that. And so in December of this past year, 2016, um, I got the help of a Christian counselor. I went to see a Christian counselor. Um, and I was just really hoping that he could give me some advice and maybe some tools to help kind of give me some relief to be able to break through that. Just felt like I hit a a major wall and was just really struggling. And so, you know, it's, it's okay to seek help, right? Okay, good. And, um, so we actually began the session with this exercise. He had me, um, he had me close my eyes and he said, I want you to take a deep breath, inhale it, and then release it. And, um, and whenever I went into his office, I was in a state of emotional upheaval as I walked into his office. I wasn't just like, I've been having this, like I was in it, like I was, you know, bogged down into it. And so the inhale was easy. That was fine. But when I got to that exhale, the only way that I can describe it is if you've ever taken a gallon of water or milk and just taken the whole gallon, take the lid off and turn it upside down, do you know how it does that glug, glug, glug? You know, it doesn't just pour out. It's just like this heavy, 
pour and this, that's how my exhale was. It was like, like I could, I couldn't breathe out smoothly. I struggled to breathe out smoothly. And so, and so he said, Tanya, can I ask you if you would mind just telling me about the events that happened through the, throughout the year that has brought you to this, this state? And so, um, so I proceeded to give him the list of things that had happened to me throughout the year. And, um, and so after he heard all the things that I had shared with him, he asked me, he said, Tanya, have you ever shared any of this with anyone? And of course my answer was no, no. And so quickly we all came to realize what my problem was. I am internalizer. I internalize. I take things in. I'm a stuffer. I take in a lot, but I don't release it. I sweep things under the rug, sweep things under the rug. And, um, and that's why I was having such a hard time exhaling. You know, I had held so many things inside for so long that it was even affecting my physical breathing. And so he gave me some homework to do. And he said, I want you, first of all, to practice your breathing. I want you to find someone to talk to. And, um, and he said, I want you to start journaling. That's going to be a way for you to begin releasing some things. And he said, I also want you to pray and ask the Lord to give you a word or an experience that would connect you to him rather than to your pain. Because I had swept all that stuff for so long that that's what was giving me emotional upheaval. I would get triggered and it would connect me to that pain. So those experiences would, you know, I would go back to that pain. And he said, you need to start experiencing the Lord so you can connect to him rather than to the pain. And um, so I just want to take a few minutes this morning to just kind of share with you what the Lord has been showing me the last couple of months as a result of doing my homework. And so I want to encourage you this morning, if you go and talk to somebody and they give you homework to do, do it because you're going to, you're going to benefit from it. Don't go, don't go get counseling from a pastor and they give you counsel and you don't do it. Go do it. Okay. It's going to benefit you. I promise. I'm experiencing that right now from, from December until now, I have gotten so much victory and so much freedom. And I know that it's, it's a result of my obedience to, to not just the doctor, but to the Lord to, um, to get some healing. And so, and so I just want to share the wealth with you this morning, if that's okay. All right. So this is what, this is what the Lord has just kind of showed me as a result of, um, doing the things that he told me to do. The first thing I, um, I came to understand is that through the breathing, there are two vital components to breathing right? There are two vital components to breathing. There's the inhale and then there's the exhale. All right. We know that, right? The inhale, inhale, when you're inhaling, you're taking in, it's the receiving of oxygen. What is oxygen? Why do we have to breathe in oxygen? So that we can stay alive and so that we can be healthy. We need oxygen in our blood. We need oxygen in our system to stay alive. Oxygen kills cancer cells. Oxygen uh, keeps us healthy. Oxygen fights off infection. Oxygen does a lot for our body. And so we have to receive oxygen. Without oxygen, we are physically going to die. 
Without enough oxygen, we will become sick, right? You know, you see people who have oxygen. It's because they need that extra oxygen to keep their bodies healthier, okay? And so it's in, it's, it's vital that we inhale, that we breathe in, all right? The other part is exhale, breathing out. When we exhale, what are we, what are we doing? We are releasing carbon dioxide. What's carbon dioxide? To plants, it's wonderful. To us, it's poison, right? So we inhale oxygen, we exhale poison. We inhale the good, we exhale the bad, right? It's vital that we release those toxins. So, okay, so here's the point. Not only does breathing have two critical components, but breathing has a critical flow or rhythm to it, right? We cannot survive by just doing one. You breathe in, you breathe out. It's got a rhythm. You breathe in, you breathe out. You inhale, you exhale. Have you ever just tried to breathe in? I'm going to pass out if I don't exhale, right? Have you ever just tried to exhale? You cannot just do one. You have to do both. There has to be a rhythm in your breathing. Breathing. Whenever you're exercising, whenever you're in childbirth, um, in labor, you have to focus on that rhythm of breathing so that you can, you can survive that experience, right? And so there's a rhythm in your breathing. Just as the only way the physical body will live is to breathe in air, the only way our spirit and our soul will live is to breathe in the breath of life. What is the breath of life? I just talked about oxygen. But what is the breath of life? Job 33, 4 says, For the Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. So what is the breath of life? It is the breath of God. In Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7, the Bible says that the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And what happened? The man became a living being. Now, I want you to imagine for a minute what it felt like, what it might have felt like for Adam when God himself breathed into him. Like, you know, when someone does CPR and they breathe into them. Imagine Adam, God himself literally breathed life into Adam. The very first breath, his very first breath, Before sin entered the world, imagine what that breath was like, the breath of God. Did it feel cool? Did it feel crisp, maybe pure, fresh, clean, holy? What do you think the breath of God felt like for Adam? Imagine if you were there before the sin entered the world and took your first breath and it was God's breath breathing into you. Imagine what that would have been like. You know, when we allow God to breathe into us his breath, we live. We live. Now, my question is, what does God's breath look like to you? What does God's breath look like to you? Well, what is it that you need from him to keep living? 
Do you need love? Do you need joy? Do you need mercy? Do you need healing? Do you need forgiveness? What does the breath of God look like to you? What is it that you are struggling with? Now, just as there are two vital components and and rhythm and a rhythm to breathing physically, there are two vital components and a rhythm to breathing in the breath of life, the breath of God, and that is receiving and releasing. Same as inhaling, receiving, exhaling, releasing. That's the rhythm of the breath of life. That's the rhythm of the breath of God. So let's talk about receiving real quick. What is receiving? Receiving is actually experiencing. Again, Adam had to have an experience with God in order to have life. What was that experience? God breathed into Adam. Adam experienced receiving the breath of God. And so if we want to live, I'm not talking about be alive. If we want to live, do you know what I'm saying when I mean to live? We must have experiences with God. We've got to have experience with God. Just as inhaling is a constant necessity, we can't just breathe once and we're good. We, it's got to be constant. It's necessary. We need to have repeated episodic experiences with God. We can't just have one. We can't just have ex- an experience with God in a critical moment. God, I need CPR. Okay, boom, you're, you're good. Okay, I'm good. I'm just going to go about my business. We can't just, we can't rely on that. We have to have repeated episodic experiences with God in order to live. As much as we breathe, that's how much we need to experience the breath of lives. You know, um, in critical moments, those times may revive us, but daily experience thrive us. Yeah? I'm okay. In critical moments, experiences with God may revive us, but daily experiences thrive us. John 10.10 says the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. But my purpose is to give life in all of its fullness. That's the kind of life that the breath of God gives us, that the breath of life gives us. And I, and I talked a little bit about that last night during the, the ministry time. You know, Satan comes to give us these uh, defining moments to, to really, he wants, he wants to poison us. <laughs> he wants to poison us. But God wants to come and breathe life into us. He wants to give us life to its fullest, to its fullest. The second part of, um, of breathing in the breath of God is releasing. So we have the receiving and then we have the releasing. Releasing means to let go, to set free, to unload, right? To get rid of. Now, one thing that I learned about internalizing is that it is impossible to internalize permanently. You know, it will at one, it will at some point manifest itself, right? Just not in the way that we really want it to. For example, 
It can manifest in your health. It can manifest in your appearance. It can manifest in depression. Do you know what depression really is? Depression is really frozen rage. That's what depression is. It's all of this internal turmoil that's just frozen inside of you that hasn't given, been given permission to be released. Now, of course, it needs to be released in the right way. You can't just go all whack out, wacko on people, right? It's got to be a healthy way. But when you don't release those, that pain and those emotions, it's like it freezes. It's frozen rage, but it doesn't stay in there. It comes out in the form of depression. And it also can come out in the atmosphere around you. And what I mean by that is, okay, so I have a daughter. And when she was growing up and still as an adult, she still, she still knows she could walk into the house and not even look me in the, in the eyes. And she could walk into the house and say, what's wrong, mama? If I was having some emotional upheaval, I would do the best that I could to try to stuff it down. But she could sense it in the atmosphere because it was coming out. It just was not coming out verbally or it, it was in the atmosphere. And so you can tell when something's not right with somebody, right? You can tell. It's evident. And so... That's what I mean by that. It can come out in the atmosphere around you. Your kids can sense it when you're not, when you're not right, when you're off. Um, Psalm verse 32 and uh, verses three and four, chapter 32, verses three and four. And this is whenever David, um, was, had sinned, um, with infidelity, but, um, but this really applies to anybody who is internalizing. It says, When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was sapped as in the heat of summer. Is that not right when you're internalizing things and you're not releasing things? Can you relate to that scripture? I can totally relate to that scripture. It it affected me emotionally. It It affected my health it affected my relationships. It affected everything about me. Constant exhale is necessary for life. Just like constant inhale, constant exhale. Releasing to God is necessary to live the fullness of life that Jesus came to give us. Jesus came to give us life. Why are we holding on to death? The only way we're going to receive life from Jesus is to release death, right? So in order to receive, we got to release. There's got to be a constant flow. And again, there is an appropriate way to release. And in a little while, I'm going to bring you through a little experiential that's going to help you, give you some, a tool to use if you're, if you, if you need to use it in the future. My father-in-law, to quote him, he's got, he's got so many different one-liners. It's, it's hilarious some of the things he says. And so, um, we were in the car the other day and he came out with this one-liner and it, God, it was, it was so funny, but at the same time, it was so profound to me. And so I jotted it down and I couldn't remember in what context that the, the phrase came out of. And so I asked Todd, um, the other day, you know, do you remember that conversation? And he couldn't, but he said he actually used it again today. And so I said, well, how, what context 
did he use it in? And he said, well, he's going to wound care. His health is not in the greatest right now. And so he's got sores on his feet. And so he goes to wound care once a week. And so Todd was at wound care with him, bringing him home. And, and so he was talking about the, the sore on his foot. And this was his statement. Man, if I live until I die, then maybe my foot will heal. But that phrase, if I live until I die, you know, at first it was really funny, but then I started thinking about it. If I live until I die, what does that mean? To live until you die. To be alive? I mean, if you think about it, everyone here today is alive. We're all alive, right? I think we're all alive. There's a glare in my glasses, so. But we're all alive. But some of us are not living. We're not healing. Our heart is broken. Our joy is on life support. Our emotions are in critical condition. We may, we may be alive, but emotionally and spiritually, we feel like we're dying. For whatever reasons, fear, disappointment, discouragement, whatever reasons, you have not been breathing in the breath of life. And that's why you're not living. We haven't been experiencing God in the fullness of Jesus to the degree that we need to. Again, for some of us, it may be only in critical moments, but not on a daily basis. You know, I um, whenever I was praying about the, um, the conference, I just felt like the Lord gave me a word. And if it's okay, I just want to share it with y'all. And I felt like I, this might be one of the reasons why some, some of you in here may be struggling to experience the breath of God. And again, one of the reasons might be fear or disappointment or discouragement. You know, you may feel like God disappointed you. And so you have not positioned yourself to receive from God. And you know, the Bible talks about Jesus being the lion and the lamb. And there's such power in both of those, if you think about it. The power of experience, experiencing Jesus as the lion and the lamb. You know, the strength of of Jesus, the strength of the lying to destroy the enemy in our circumstances and the gentle lamb of God who can also scatter them with a whisper. Think about the power in both of those things that Jesus is both. But for some of us, we have felt disappointed by God and we have felt like we have experienced God as the lion, but we're afraid of him. Because in our minds, we feel like the lion has been roaring at us. When really, the lion is roaring for you. The lion is roaring for you. And so I want to do this experiential this morning with you. And I asked Maria and um, Brandy, they're going to come up in just a minute. I'm going to, um, um, Maria's just going to come up and play. And I want to bring you through this little experiential because I feel like it's going to be a good tool for you to just experience the gentleness of the lion and experience the lion roaring for you, not at you. Okay. And so I think that's just going to be something that we just really need this morning. Does anybody feel like they just need that this morning? They just need an experience of the gentleness of God in their life right now. Life has just been 
not the best, not the greatest, and you just need to have an experience with the lamb as the lion roars for you. And so, I, again, I want to invite you to close your eyes. I want you to invite you to just put all your, put your books down, put your papers down, get in a comfortable, comfortable position and just close your eyes. And I want to read a scripture to you, and then I want to bring you through this exercise, okay? Just close your eyes. And the scripture says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I want you to keep your eyes closed. And I want to invite you to take another deep breath in. Just inhale deep through your nose. And then release through your mouth. Exhale through your mouth. Now I want you to take another deep breath in. And when you breathe in, I want you to get a picture or a sense of God or Jesus in front of you. Now exhale. of God or Jesus in front of you. If you can't get a picture, I just want you to try to get a sensation of Jesus. Or a representation. Does he represent a lot? Does a lion or a lamb represent him? Get a picture of a lion or a lamb. Lamb of God. Come, Holy Spirit. you to breathe in again and this time as you breathe in I want you to imagine God breathing into you he's breathing into you like he did to Adam I want you to see him breathing into you and I want you to see what is in his breath as he breathes into you Is there a sensation or a word or words or a feeling? What is in his breath? Picture him breathing into you. If you can ask God for one thing right now, what would it be? Tell him. God, I need this.
you breathe one more time, take a deep breath in. And on the exhale, I want you to release anything that is taking the place, that has been taking the place of God's breath. What has been taking the place of God's breath? Anxiety, fear, worry, sadness, stress. When you exhale, I want you to visualize yourself releasing that. Releasing it out of you and going to the to God.
just pray for these beautiful, wonderful, godly women in here today, God. And I pray, Father, that you would continue to breathe your life into them, God, as they have opened themselves up to receive from you. God, I pray that you would give them a word, that you would give them strength, that you would give them courage, that you would give them hope in their circumstances and in their situations, God. And I pray, God, that their experiences with you would be greater than the experiences that they have in this world. That, Lord, you would outweigh them. And, Father, that in their moments of weakness and weariness and hopelessness, that you would carry them, God. I thank you, Father, for your grace and your mercy and for your love and your gentleness towards us, God. In the strong name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. How was that experience? Yeah? Okay. So I want to encourage you to just keep doing that. Have those moments with the Lord, okay?